Hi, and welcome to the Fashion and the Free podcast, the show that pulls back the curtains of the fashion industry to reveal what really goes on behind closed doors, as well as teaching you some tips and tricks of the trade. I'm your host, Emma Golly, a fashion designer, consultant, and founder of Fashion and the Free. In this episode, I'm going to be lifting the lid on what it's like working in fashion and the things they don't teach you at university or college. Now, before I kick off, I do just want to add in a disclaimer here. Not every college or university is the same. So I will try my best not to generalize here, but please feel free to get in touch if your experience was or is different to what I'm about to describe. There are a vast amount of different courses and degrees out there in fashion, from design, buying and merchandising to photography and other specialist areas. Most of them teach you a wide range of skills from sketching, pattern cutting, retail buying to fashion photography and styling all of which are super useful during your fashion career. But when I began my career in fashion and got called into my first sign-off meeting, I had absolutely no clue as to what that even meant. I looked at my colleagues completely puzzled until they explained to me what a sign-off meeting was and how best to prepare for it, something I'm going to talk about later in this episode. So here lies the problem, or should I say room for improvement within fashion education. There are most definitely some very valuable skills you can learn in college or at university, but knowing what to expect within the fashion industry is something entirely different. Now you could argue that's what internships are for, and I could admit I did several internships and probably learned more on those than I ever did at uni. But for some, doing an internship just isn't that easy. In the last two years, it's been especially difficult for students to get internships due to COVID restrictions. Many can't afford to do an internship or don't live near main city areas where you usually find the major fashion brands, which is why, in my opinion, it's even more integral to a fashion course to include industry seminars on what to expect when working in the industry. So in today's episode, I'm going to go through a few useful tips and behind the scenes stories, which I hope you will either find helpful or that will resonate with you if you are a seasoned professional. Now, as a designer, I'm probably going to be speaking to this more from a design background. However, this does still apply to other roles within the industry, especially buying and merchandising. So when I landed my first official full-time design position in London, I was really thrown in at the deep end. My company, uh, well, the company I worked for had a lot of different brands under them and they collaborated with famous designers um, to create their diffusion lines. It really was a dream job for me as I got to work on my favorite runway designer labels. I got to meet the designer in person on a weekly basis. Um, Side note, I also uh, got to go to his fashion shows during London Fashion Week, which was a huge highlight of my career. Anyway, my role was to be the sole designer for the brand I was hired to work for. Luckily, I was assigned mentors who helped to guide me during my first few months and my head of design gave me lots of help and advice. But ultimately, I was doing a senior level role with entry level experience. It was pretty daunting considering I had no idea what half the meetings we had scheduled even meant. And I found myself presenting to the directors of the company right from the get go. Again, something I had zero experience of. 
even back then I started to think, I really wish they had taught me some of this at university. I definitely had a couple of crying in the bathroom moments during my baptism of fire, but if anything, it made me stronger and gave me a backbone within the industry. Ideally, I would like you to avoid some of the surprises I came up against. So I'm going to run through a few tips and share some of my insider knowledge. Usually you will not be in the same position as I was, and you will have people above you whose role it is to lead some of the most important meetings but it's super beneficial to have a little industry know-how before you start your career journey. Even if you're not in fashion and you're listening to this, it's actually pretty interesting in general to see how this all works. After all, we all buy and wear clothes. So the first thing to understand in the fashion industry is hierarchy. Within your team or department, everyone will have their role and title, and it's important to try and suss out who and where they are in the pecking order. If it's a huge company, Chances are you will rarely see the CEO and possibly even the creative director, but make sure you are familiar with who they are. You never know when you might run into them. You also need to fully understand your role and what's expected of you and be prepared for the gold posts within that role to change. For example, you may be hired for a certain role, but as with anything in fashion, things move fast and you may find that role evolves very quickly. Next, you might find that you're unfamiliar with some of the fashion lingo and abbreviations that are regularly used. Don't be afraid to ask your peers if you don't understand or have never heard of a certain word before. Most of us did not have a clue until we began our careers. So the more you ask, the quicker you'll learn. I also have an article on this about fashion lingo on the fashion and the free website. So make sure you go check that out. Further to this point, if someone mentions a meeting or it gets put on your calendar and you have absolutely no clue what it means or involves, again, don't be afraid to ask or try and Google it when you have a minute. It's far worse going into a meeting totally unprepared because you didn't understand what it was for. I'm actually going to go through some of these meetings you may face in the industry in a minute. Next up, be prepared for constant change. I hate to say it, but things change in fashion all the time, sometimes too much. I've worked for companies that change their company structure, roles, meeting names, and timelines far too much. And it just causes unnecessary chaos. If anything, it sends signals that people at the top level really don't know what they're doing. However, not all change is bad. Sometimes a collection needs to change to react to a new trend and it ends up being for the best. Or perhaps there's change in your life when you get a promotion at work and you have to work on a different department. So not all change is bad. And lastly, get to know your yearly calendar, otherwise known in the industry as the critical path. Fashion brands work to a critical path, which details every stage of the process from brainstorming ideas to when the product lands in stores. Depending on where the product is made and the systems the company has in place, you're usually working anything from as little as three months to a year in advance. Generally speaking, it's about a year in advance and three months is usually just for open to buy items. The more you understand all the stages of the company's critical path, the easier it will be for you to stay on track and hit your deadlines. It also helps you prepare for upcoming meetings and you can ask your colleagues questions about those meetings and what they mean way in advance. Now, before I conclude this episode, I want to leave you with a few industry know-hows when it comes to important meetings. 
There are going to be a lot of meeting names that come up that may leave you feeling a little clueless or unsure as to what they even mean or, or what to expect. So I'm going to talk through a bunch of the important ones that are going to come up most often. Now, I'm not going to be covering all of them in this episode, but I will be touching on this again in future episodes, especially when it comes to digging deeper into specific roles that make up the fashion industry. So first, I'm going to start with a trend presentation. So usually the design team gets together to research and explore all the trends and ideas that will be important for the following year. A trend presentation is where the team presents their findings to the rest of the department or just the buying team so that they are aware of these trends and can plan accordingly. Another meeting you need to be aware of is a design presentation. So this is a meeting where the designer or designers present to the team the direction they want to go in for their collection or category for a particular season. It is usually presented um, from about nine months to a year in advance and can include mood boards, prints, fabrics and samples. It's also likely to include some sketches and ideas for silhouettes and key items for that season. Next up is a range build. So when the collection has been designed and you have the samples in hand, the team gets together to rack everything up on grids to decide what's staying in and what's going out how it can be improved and how it can be merchandised together. So the next meeting I'm gonna talk about is a sign-off. So sign-offs are where the designer or the buyer or both present the collection to the head of buying, design, possibly merchandising too, and even your director and CEO, depending on the structure and size of the company. It's important to note the roles also change a little from country to country, company to company. It's not 100% the same everywhere. Ultimately, every item in the collection is looked at and talked about to decide if it's staying or going. And there are often further changes to the collection after this meeting too. And if you're lucky, they will love everything and no changes will happen, which very rarely happens. Next up is a fit session. So when the designs come back from the factory um, and they're in samples and they've been approved and they're ready to fit, they're gonna be needed uh, to fit on a fit model, to check they match the specs that were sent to the factory and to check they actually fit the fit model as well as you had imagined. Buyers, designers and technicians usually attend this meeting as well as the fit model, of course. There is usually at least one round of fittings, but often it can be two or even three before it's finally approved. And lastly, we're going to finish with a trade meeting. This can also be known as a best and worst meeting as well. Depending on where you work, they're often called either. So these can be team trade or department trade meetings where the merchandisers and buyers will pull together product that is selling well and not so well what items are low on stock, and some key indicators as to what's already selling well after its first week in store. This is super helpful for everyone on the team for several reasons. One, so you know what items you may need to buy more of or design more versions of and which ones you're gonna need to scrap. So those were a few of the key meetings you will come across in the industry. I will be covering some of these meetings in more detail in future episodes and taking a deeper dive into what to expect in a role as a buyer and merchandiser too. While I'm on the subject of future episodes, I wanted to mention to anyone listening who is thinking of starting a fashion brand or has already started a fashion brand that I will also be lending my expertise to this area too, as well as interviewing fashion entrepreneurs and hearing their stories. 
So that concludes today's episode. I hope you have found this useful and insightful. As always, please don't hesitate to get in touch via social media via our handle at Fashion and the Free on Instagram and TikTok. And you can check out the website fashionandthefree.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and tune in next week where I will be interviewing my very first guest. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.